Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Luanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. We know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We are still in John chapter 15. We're doing something a little bit different. We talked about it last week, how we're just going to go verse by verse through John chapter 15, the first 11 verses, yes. and which is kind of different for us. Usually yeah. we take some topic and we were pounding the whole cultural <laughs> thing kind of hard there. So we thought, let's just go and do a verse by verse in the God's word. And there's just so much in this passage. It's such a great passage. If you're where you can get a hold of your Bible, open it up to John 15. If you're driving or something, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) So we'll be reading some of it for you. And so last week, we talked a lot about how we're pretty much pruned if we do and pruned if if we we don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) A life as a follower of Christ, sometimes he's gonna do some pruning in our lives and cut away things that aren't producing fruit. I think he pulls weeds. He definitely pulls weeds. And I hate hate pulling weeds. But (laughs) But you know what? Oh, if I could say something real quick. If I was on a mission trip once, I was in Latvia and we stayed on a YWAM Mm -hmm. camp and they had this massive, massive garden in the back because they ate from their, the garden Mm -hmm. there. Because honestly, they were out in never, never land and it just wasn't a lot of things around. So they had asked us for part of what we pay Mm -hmm. for to stay there for the two weeks to garden, to pull weeds. Uh, so they're like, please don't pull up the potato with the weed right. because, you know, we need that. So I was out there and it is hot because it was in the middle of the summer and out there pulling up the weeds and literally those weeds were strangling those potatoes. And God was showing me as I was doing that, how mm-hmm. if you don't get to the root of that weed, mm-hmm. it's going to grow back. That's absolutely right. And, and so you had to be very careful. You know, I didn't want to pull up a potato with the weed. Sometimes the good fruit uh, can be messed with because of the choking of the bad. But I remember doing that. I remember and I, the field was huge. I do hope that my husband Joe listens to this. He and I have this <laughs> constant thing about weeds because I keep trying to explain to him the weeds are sucking up the nutrients yes, that the plants need. Very much so. He's very content to just let the weeds grow with everything else. And this is why we don't do a garden anymore. <laughs> it was not good for our marital bliss. <laughs> And of course, I didn't want to go out there when it's 95 degrees oh, yeah. in South Carolina and pull those weeds. So yeah. I was trying to motivate him to. And, and going back to my dad, he was out there every morning. He would pull the weeds around the flowers and around his garden. I wish I liked to do he that. He loved it. Well, that, he knew how necessary that was. So it is necessary to prune. Yes. It's necessary for the Lord to prune and to pull out the weeds. Yes, because as we'll talk about as we even get further into this, the whole goal is fruitfulness in our lives. Yes. We want to live mm-hmm. fruitful lives. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what Jesus is trying to impart here to his disciples and to us. And, and just a, a reminder that we talked about last week, the context of this is that Jesus is getting ready to be crucified mm-hmm. and to, to physically leave the earth. So he's yes. entrusting these guys, these disciples, <laughs> with everything. Yes. And of course, he knows that the Holy Spirit, he'll, he, the yeah. Whole, yeah, yeah, he'll be with him through the Spirit. And he's going to, yeah, <laughs> and empower them. But he's trying to download as much as he can here. So we're going to pick it up in verse four, and I'm going to read verses four through six. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't messing around. Uh-uh. <laughs> he wanted them to grasp the importance yeah. <laughs> of this, I think. So that, that probably did it there in verse six. But let's back up to verse four. What do you think it means to abide in Christ? So remain to dwell. Yeah, remain is another to translation of or that. to dwell in him. So, so he who dwells in the secret place of the most high, that's where I kind of get that yeah. word. When well, you remain like, in what, him. Did, what does that mean to you? You stay with him. You're in him. You are with him every day. You remain. So you're in the word, the and, worship, you're in prayer. And it reminds me of a <laughs> verse that I heard at the Bible study I'm going to this summer in Colossians, and it's Colossians 3, 4, and it says, when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. And why I thought of that verse was, that phrase, Christ, who is our life. Yes. And if, if we could see into the hearts of all the people that are in churches on Sunday morning in the yes. entire world, how many of them could really say, Christ is my life? Correct. I mean, can I can say I that all the time? Correct. Am I living that way? Mm-hmm. He is my whole life. Sometimes I think it's like we want Velcro Jesus, where mm-hmm. we can just stick him on and have him there as one compartment or one thing, yes. one accessory, I guess that's a better way to say it. Part-time Jesus. He's like jewelry yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That we just we want <laughs> oh, yeah. him when we want him, but yes. then we can put him away in the jewelry box. And But that verse in Colossians in this passage right here, it says, you know, remain in me. Yes. It's not an in and out thing. Yeah, you're right. No, it's not an in and out. It's a remaining. It's trusting. It's staying alongside of him. And And even though I think that as we have well talked about over the last several weeks, there are a lot of cultural pressures that distract us and maybe pull us away and influence us in unbiblical ways. In some other positive ways, I think we have more opportunity to abide in Christ than any generation that's ever lived. Well, I think think what's happening in the culture should make us Abiding. Well, that's true. Run, yeah. run to him. But I mean, the resources. Yes. The, oh, uh, oh, yeah, all yeah. of, as bad as social media is, you can oh, yeah, access yeah. all kinds of great teachings on YouTube. Yes. I was slipping through literally this morning and mm-hmm. everything I was looking at, I was on my phone and just kept scrolling one pastor after another, and one topic after mm-hmm. another. I had mm-hmm. my choice of what topic I wanted to listen to yeah. and who I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, it is right. We have all of that. And we can drive around and listen to a wonderful podcast. <laughs> Wait, do we know one of those? Oh, yeah, that's right. But there's just so much and so many resources and books that other generations did not have. So really, other than the spiritual warfare going on, the invisible Mm -hmm. forces that are trying to pull us away from the vine, Yes, we have a lot of ways that we can stay connected and keep our focus on him. And really, don't you think like it has to be a conscious thing that we do? throughout the day. Correct. Certainly just going to church on Sunday morning isn't going to no, be enough. No, it does not cut it. And that's what Jesus was saying. You got to stay connected to me because if you don't, you can't do anything no, can't that's do anything. of lasting value. Yeah, I had, had it written here, a branch out of contact with the vine is lifeless. Yeah. So it's you true. become lifeless. We can look out the window and see where I was pulling weeds and, yeah. and those, the ones and that we, are pulled out or pulled away from the bush or yeah. dead. 
And we were talking off the microphone about the backslider, who is that person that didn't remain in the vine and mm-hmm. who walked away or for whatever reason got bored with their uh-huh. walk or all those kind of things, which can easily happen. And you got to be so aware of that. Because that keeps you obviously away from him, out of relationship with him. It always reminds me of when I was learning how to drive a stick shift car when Mm. I first got my license. And all my friends, for some weird reason, they all drove Volkswagen Bugs. Oh, cute. So they would throw me in their car and say and laugh at me because they weren't very good teachers. And my parents had automatic transmissions. so But they just thought it was hilarious to watch me struggle along. But the hardest thing when you're driving a stick shift is on a hill. Yes. And and you have to constantly keep mm-hmm. that accelerator mm-hmm. going with the clutch, you know, all that. Or that. park behind the guy behind it in front of you, like far back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but our lives are like that. Yeah. If we go into our default mode, we're going to go downhill. Oh, we're gonna, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. We're living on a spiritual hill. Yes. If we don't keep the accelerator going, we're going to drift backwards right. and crash. Exactly right. and that's exactly so I think that this abiding in me thing is, is hugely important. I want to read a quote that was from a commentator. I'm not familiar with this guy, but his last name is Boyce. And he appeared in a lot of my studies and, and reading when I was studying this passage. So I'm assuming he knows what he's talking about, but this was a good quote. He says, when our Lord says abide in me, he's talking about the will, about the choices, the decisions we make. We must decide to do things which expose ourselves to him and keep ourselves in contact with him. Mm-hmm. This is what it means to abide in him. Mm-hmm. Good. It's That's not really some good. magical um, default mm-hmm. mode for us. We have to actively stay attached That's to right. that vine. That's good. All right. Verse five, the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. I like that remains translation. And that's when you kind of get into the backsliding thing. But one of the things, and I think I've mentioned this on a podcast before about bearing fruit is that when a healthy plant is in the right soil and the right conditions, they don't strive to produce Mm. fruit. Mm -hmm. It just happens. You don't hear them grunting out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) to produce their fruit. And the key to that is to stay connected to him. Right. So I think part of that is that we have to be okay with the concept that God has allowed us all to be planted in the circumstances that we're in. Yes. In order to produce the kind of fruit he wants to produce in our lives. And he gets to choose the fruit, so he gets to choose the soil and the conditions that will produce that fruit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't grow pecan trees in Wisconsin. Yes, or a palm tree in Alaska. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's that's probably a better one. And sometimes where he knows we need to be planted isn't really where we want to be planted. Well, you know, I, I hear you say that, and sometimes I think, when he gives us the desires of our heart, it ends up being what his desire is. So when we say that he has something for us and we may not want to go there, I think we get to that place that we want to be there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's biggest fear is we're going to go to, to some place in yeah, Africa, Af- deepest, Af- darkest Indonesia Africa. and never be seen again. And right. that's because, and we never would want to do that in our whole entire life. Well, he's not going to do that. You know and, what I mean? And I'm not thinking so much about big things like places as I am just circumstances. I'm going through some medical stuff again oh, yeah. right now. So I have some tests coming up. They're going to be really yucky. And I don't want to do that. Oh, I, I don't want to be saying. there. Okay, and yet, something else. yet there is a way and I can find peace because of the sovereignty of God. Well, yeah. Yes, I pray for healing. Yes, I pray to not have to do it, but 
I think that there's a way to look at those kind of things yeah. and realize this is a circumstance that God has allowed. This is a soil, yes. I guess, he's planted me in. So there's a way to be fruitful in that. Yes, I got you. I, got you. I thought it was something else. And yeah, no, I got you. Because you can, yeah, it's the attitude of the heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And even that we, were, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, too, that it's not ever fun to have to learn something like patience. When you, when you look at the, okay, even looking at the fruit of the spirit, patience, it means that to learn patience, my patience is going to be tested. Yes. Well, who wants I that? Know, who wants, I never that it never for, feels good. I never ask for patience. No. Or, or self-control. <laughs> if we're going to get the fruit of self-control, it means we're going to be yeah. tempted to <laughs> yeah. not have self-control. Yeah. If we are going to learn to be faithful, it means we're going to have to push through a really strong desire to give up. Yep. And abandon, yes. you know, the course. Yes. If we're going to learn the fruit of long suffering, which is listed in Galatians mm-hmm. five, it means I'm going to have to suffer long. <laughs> I mean, how can you have long suffering if you don't suffer long? That's right. Well, who the heck wants that? I know. So, it's all those. so th- that's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, I got that, you. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that we got into that to that part of it because that's exactly that's good. It's, that was, I mean, it's just life. It's, it is okay. So, but in order to have the fruit of those spirit, the fruit of what you just said. Mm-hmm. You have to go through something. Right. You can't just There's, have them we, without it. And and we can't just be instantly delivered out of everything right. because that's heaven. Yeah. Right. Heaven will be not any of these things. Right. <laughs> it won't be a struggle anymore. So what kind of what I got from all that was that my focus shouldn't be on happiness or comfort. It should yeah. be on fruitfulness. Yes. When I can mm. adjust my brain that way, it completely changes my attitude about stuff that's I don't want to do, yeah. like medical tests. Because right. I can go into that and think, God, what are you going to do here? Who am yeah. I going to talk to here? Yeah. How can I shine your light in right. this place? And right. it, it's not where I would choose to go, but if it's what he has for me, that's... That's yeah. right. That's good. That's yeah. how I work my DoorDash. I go to some place, I'm like, ah, I got to go in there. And then I'm, then it ends up being the most fruitful thing I did. But if you go into it with that attitude, doesn't it yeah. make a difference? Oh, yeah, Doesn't it, it make it like an adventure? Yes. Almost? It no, it's a huge adventure. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't fun. know that drinking barium, a barium <laughs> milkshake, which is one of the things I'm having done, is going to ever make my list of things I want to do. But somehow in that, I'm going to look for a way to be fruitful or... <laughs> Neil Anderson is a Christian oh, counselor like and author. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a book called Bondage Breaker, yes. which is awesome. Wonderful. But this is a good quote from him. He says, depression often signals that you are desperately clinging to a goal you have little or no chance of achieving, and that's not a healthy goal. Oh. And that's kind of a picture of a, a branch that's saying, I want to go my own way. Yes. I want to produce the fruit I want to produce. Mm-hmm. And, and God <laughs> is always about a better, bigger plan than we can see. You know, and it's so funny because he'll let us, because we're not puppets, right. and he'll let you do that, and then you'll realize that that was wrong, and then he brings you back around. Yeah. Yeah, but I, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's, we try to do our own thing, but I, he's so faithful to bring you back out of that if you're walking the wrong way or going the wrong direction. So, no, that's good. So, so good. that attitude... Uh, my goal is fruitfulness mm-hmm. because that's God's goal. Sure. It's not my happiness or my comfort necessarily, mm-hmm. although he does give us, well, I think certainly he, gives us sure. that. Yeah. It's yeah. not like it's this like is gloom and doom. I no, 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 no. But that, that attitude helps me to make sense of a couple of scriptures that we almost all trip over when we get to them. Okay. okay. So I want to do like a little 
not game, but it's not <laughs> a game because it's real life. But I'm going to read these scriptures and then we're going to talk about what's the soil in this scripture. Yeah, okay. Okay. Is that all right with you? Yep. Or... All right. So the first one is Romans 5 verses 3 through 5. And it says this, and not only this, we also exult in our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy spirit who was given to us. So what circumstances or soil do we find in this passage? What would be the turbulent? Would it be the turbulent thing? (laughs) It's the tribulations. Tribulation. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tribulations. We exalt. See, don't we always like come to that verse and we think exalt in our tribulations? Yeah, I know. I mean, what? (laughs) So yes. So the the soil or the the circumstance. mm -hmm. Okay, is tribulation. So the Apostle Paul says we're to exalt in that. Why? And it's because of what that tribulation is going to bring about and what it yields in our lives. In other words, the fruit. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the fruit of our tribulation there is perseverance, proven character, and hope. Ah, that's huge. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. That's really good stuff. All right, now let me move on to the next one. (laughs) This is the other one. And having just done this study in James, this came up. It always comes up. James 1, verses 2 and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The soil there is... Trials. Trials. Oh, yeah. That's the circumstance he's talking about. He's talking about consider Consider it all joy joy when you encounter various trials. Okay. And then you have the fruit, which is endurance, perfection, and completeness. That's good. All right. So imagine that you're watching TV and an infomercial comes on and it says, okay, for $19.99, you get (laughs) perseverance, proven character, hope, endurance, perfection, and maturity or completeness. And a set of Ginsu knives, right? <laughs> a bamboo steamer. Yeah. Well, I mean, who wouldn't, oh, who no, wouldn't they would jump at those absolutely. qualities? But there's going to be something they have to Yeah, trials and tribulation <laughs> yeah. are the soil that those things come out of. And, yeah. and I'm all about avoiding trials and tribulation. <laughs> yes. I think most of us are. Yes. This Good. whole thing of abiding mm-hmm. and letting him prune and, and staying Find planted in him. I mean, mm-hmm. this comes down to a very practical yes, it level. Is. It's good. What kind of fruit it's do you think good. God has been working to produce in you in recent weeks, months, Patience. years? Patience. Mm-hmm. And it's been through the trials. Patience and faith, two months, three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been good. It's, you know, it's so funny too, because you don't always notice how God is doing whatever he's doing in mm-hmm. your life. And I just happened to be with a couple of friends just a couple of days ago. And the one friend said to me, text me and said, Lou, you seem so peaceful. And I was like, what? <laughs> she just said, you just seem so peaceful. So you talking to me? I know. She goes, something like, you seem like you just grew. Something just grew. I'm thinking, Lord, I don't feel any of that. I still feel like I'm in the middle of the, I'm mm. still being pruned. But it was noticed. And I that surprised me. That's all I I'm saying. I see that. So we have to allow. My, my scripture says, if you remain. So that gave it us a choice. Now, I know uh-huh. that's in the NIV. It doesn't say that in the new American standard. But when I look at the word, if it's a choice, Mm -hmm. if you do it, if you take the opportunity and allow the Lord to prune things, to grow fruit that you cannot see yet, 
then it happens and yeah. you start to see the the freedom and the release of what he's been trying to do. I know that comes about. I know that will be the answer, the the ending product, but man, when you're in the middle of it, you just you just cry a lot <laughs> because you don't know what the heck's going on. But you feel pruned. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And I think as believers in a in a world that is moving the opposite direction, mm-hmm. that endurance, I would say that's probably what he's been building in me over the years is just Stick with it. You know, yeah. you, you can't unknow what you know. I mean, I Correct. know he's true. I yes. know he's real. I know this is the right way. So just hang in there. Yes. No, it's right. Nothing's, no, it's good. Nothing's going to last forever. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, the, the bad feels like the it bad things. But yeah, no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And I, yeah, you're right. Verse six is another little bit scary verse about if anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away as a branch and dries up, oh, yeah. and they gather them and cast them into the yes. fire and they are burned. And we're not going to yeah. like, try to act like we know exactly what that means. But it's obvious that not abiding in Christ leaves someone who's pretending very Mm -hmm. dried up Mm -hmm. and withered. Mm -hmm. And eventually it becomes obvious because the fruit isn't there. There you go. And it also, you know, people buy their fruit. It will be Mm -hmm. recognized. Right. You can see when somebody's, I don't even know that it's called hurting. It's more of they've walked away. Yeah, you can notice, you notice when someone's not walking in that fruit. Mm-hmm. You can just see it on them. It's hard to watch people it is. And many of us struggle. Have done it. And many of us have done it. I know I've walked away. And there's been times, man, I, I definitely took a step back because I wasn't understanding. And probably in the midst of the pruning, I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. So it makes you take a step back. His love always brings you back because these branches are in him. Mm -hmm. They're in the vine. We're in him. He's not going to lose any of us. He tells us that in chapter 17, Mm -hmm. in John 17. We can't be snatched out of his hand. He's not going to lose any of them. My encouragement would be though, if you feel like this is a picture of you uh, as you're listening to this and that you are feeling sort of dried up and withered, stick with the things that keep you close. Yes. I mean, even if you don't feel it emotionally, keep right. doing the right things right. and the right thing will happen. Right. That's exactly right. Don't give up because there's nothing sadder than, than seeing someone who was once so They're alive mm-hmm. and now they are kind of withered and Yes. And I up. think uh, distractions can do that. Life can do that. Mm-hmm. Disappointment can do that. Right. But I agree with you. And, and you know, sometimes all that would take and all it took for me was a scripture and just really start to say it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I started, which usually brings me back all the time, is I just start to sing. And I just make up my own words yeah. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it just starts to bring it back to where it needs to be. And listening to worship music. And listening, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Immerse yourself. Even if you're at a point now where it feels like, oh, it's not going to help. That's that spiritual resistance yes, that yes, Satan yes. wants us to feel to. Absolutely. It's not going to help. Don't do it. Not, yeah. But it will. We just read the verse last week about renewing our minds and how mm-hmm. it transforms us. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's what we need if we're in that state. You can hop back on yes. the vine. <laughs> never. I just read yesterday, I, somebody might have done it on Facebook. It just said, it's never too late. Nothing is ever too late in God. It's not too late. Nothing no. is ever too late Mm-mm. to start over, to regroup. Peter denied Christ three times, yes. but Christ welcomed him back. Correct. Um, and that was away from the branch. From the, he was the branch away from the vine. He denied. So, yeah, He's that like, was big time. I'm no branch. Yeah. What you I'm talking about? Away. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm walking yeah. away and he walked yeah. away. Yeah, you're right. Again, it just takes that, Lord, I'm sorry. And you come right back. Nothing's ever too late. 
Our time is about up, so you want to pray? Father, I just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just lift up those who are listening. I understand completely when you feel dry, especially when you're around in the midst of people that are feel so alive, and yet you feel dry and withered in your walk with Jesus right now. Lord, I lift them to your throne room of grace. I pray, Father, against the enemy who would try to accuse them of, of walking away from God or all kinds of crazy things. Lord, that you would come in like a flood. Father, we do know this is not a feeling-based relationship with Jesus. We know it's a faith-based, and a lot of times, absolutely, we sense his presence. But I pray for those who feel really dry and not sure what to do next. Lord, I ask that you would help them to just take one tiny step. It could be a three-minute prayer to you, if that's all they can do in their day, And in their morning, just a three minute prayer to you every day, just knowing that they're talking with you and you allow that three minutes to just grow. So father, I pray against feeling bad, feeling um, down about that, but I plead the blood of Jesus over them and may they go back and remember the times that they've had with you that were so alive and how much you want to give that back to them again. So, Lord, we just give you praise and we give you glory and we rest them in, in your palm of your hand and touch them, Father, and let them know that you've never left them. You don't leave them. You have not forsaken them. You're not angry at them, but you want them to come back and come back and walk with you once again. We give you praise, Father, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.